everybody, Bob WP here, and episode 124 of Do the Woo, a very, very special, special episode for two reasons. And it's not usually two reasons. It's probably, well, it's always several reasons, but this is special because, first of all, my co-host, you may have met her, oh, I don't know, maybe it's been a couple months, might even been more, I don't know, but there was a point where I was without a co-host and all this stuff happened, blah, 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 and she stepped in. Just, she she knew uh, Jonathan, and I I know Anna from, you know, in the past, uh, some indirect experiences, but Anna Marie Radu. Oh man, this is so cool. You this is your first official podcast and welcome as one of the new co-hosts. Thank you so much for having me. Hello Bob, hello DJ. Um I would have to briefly introduce myself because I'm quite new to the space. I am the founder of Digitales, an agency focused on launching and growing tech brands. I've been working with builders for the past seven years, where I focus on initiatives that support builders and grow the WordPress and WooCommerce ecosystems. And I'm very happy to be here today with you. Cool. Yeah, this is this is going to be really fun. And the second really special part is I've already connected with somebody that we knew each other. Well, I guess we've known each other since then, but we first met like 13 years ago in 2008. And that's, that's quite a few years, especially in dog life. But in human life, it seems like on social, that's a lot of years. I'm going to introduce DJ here soon. But before I do that, let me just thank our pod friends, Yoast. Now, if you are working on a WordPress project and you need a little bit of funds to help you get along the way, they woke, they've opened their diversity fund or actually renewed it. And if you apply before the 31st of this month, May, uh, get in there. If you need, you know, need a little bit of funds, it's really a cool project. They do so much for the community. You can check it out at do the woo.io slash Yoast diversity. And then our second pod friend OS training. You build a site for a client. You don't have time to train them on the basics. OS training has a ton of stuff on WooCommerce tutorials over there. And as a builder, they're starting to put together some other tutorials as well. So I'm sure we'll be introducing some of those as they drop in for that developer side of things. But do check them out at ostraining.com. DJ. DJ Billings, my good friend from way back whenever. And he actually, it's amazing if you know Bob for 13 years and you're willing to come back and talk to him. That's (laughs) a feather in my cap. How are you doing, DJ? I'm doing great. Um, it's been, yeah, you said 13, but it's like a billion. It feels like yeah, so long ago. Those are the days. Yeah. In fact, we were just talking and want to get into it, but we were on a very unique, um, social platform back then called Biznick. And, um, that's another whole show, maybe not for this show, but that's another whole conversation that it was very interesting. These days, DJ is, oh man, he has his fingers in a lot of stuff. I remember he does art. He does oh, he does all sorts of stuff. Currently, I know you do WordPress stuff. How do you do the woo? Well, um, I do. I help people get their stores. Like mostly, I help them customize the look and feel um, a little bit more. You know, some so a lot of times it's um, 
my clients are setting up their own sites, they're setting up their shop, they're putting products in, um, setting prices. And mostly what I help them with is trying to make it uh, look a little better on the page than right out of the box. So it's a lot of CSS and uh, you know, you got the little customizer in WordPress now, so you can add that CSS in and uh, change things up. And it, it's one of the things that I'm, I'm a big advocate for is, is teaching people how to do that so that if I set that up, if I did all the CSS in the style.css file, uh, they wouldn't be able to change anything later. They'd have to keep calling me up or calling somebody. And I like to give people the opportunity to, to, to learn that and do that themselves because it's really not that hard once you get into it. So I put it in the additional CSS in the customizer and I kind of show them what I did and then they can mess around with you know, margins and paddings and moving thumbnails around and centering things. And uh, that's, that's really the bulk of what I do. That's cool because, and, and we'll get into that more because you're really empowering your clients. And I think, you know, especially um, single site developer, I mean, single business developers, you have a small team, whether it's just yourself or not, being able to do that is a huge plus. So, so before we get into that, just tell us a little bit about your journey, WordPress, and then how WooCommerce reared its little beautiful head in your life? Yeah. Um, well, I started working in WordPress around 2009, um, maybe 2008, 2009, around the time we actually met. Um, you know, I had been on Blogger for a while and um, I found WordPress. I can't remember how, but um, that was really, I, that was the start of me really getting into web design was WordPress. Um, and then um, you know, I did that for a few years. I created a lot. Like you said, I have my fingers in lots of different pies and I'm always creating new websites. I think, I can't remember, I lost track of how many domains I have registered at any given time. Um, maybe three quarters of them are actual websites and some of them are just sitting there. But every time I do, you know, it's like, it's almost rote. I just install WordPress. Um, I add the WooCommerce plugin. Um, there's, you know, all these plugins that I just add automatically now. But um, yeah, so then I, I did it so much that it's interesting because I, I did WordPress sites for myself. And sometimes the whatever the site it was, it was a blog or it was a business or something like that, it would work out and sometimes it wouldn't. And I realized after a while that the thing that I liked most, other than creating these little businesses or writing in the blogs, was actually making the website <laughs> itself. So um, I started helping people with that. Um, and just the past couple years, I've started really getting to actually helping people like as a consultancy, instead of just like dabbling or giving people advice here or there. Um, and it's interesting, um, how much, uh, people just, it's, it's weird how people just, their first thought when they start a website is I need merch. I need a store. I need a shop. Um, even if they just have a blog. It's kind of funny, um, but how they do that. And I don't really know the thought process behind that, but there must be some kind of something written out there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but they do. And then, you know, most because it's WordPress, you know, a lot of the times it's, it's WooCommerce. And uh, I like WordPress and I like WooCommerce because one of the things I love about it is I, I'm a big believer in open source and I'm a big believer in owning your content. I think that, you know, sites like Shopify have their place. 
Um, but I like WooCommerce and WooPress because you you own the content. It's it's yours. You know, it's nobody's going to shut anything down. Um, and it's and you always own it. So, can I maybe ask you, DJ, how much creative freedom do you have when it comes to your uh, clients' websites? So you have, of course, you have the talent. Um, Bob also mentioned arts. Uh, you also have an, a deeper understanding of what it means to build also on WordPress and WooCommerce. How much, how how further do you go when you advise your clients on how pretty or how brand aligned should their websites be? That's a great question. Um, yeah, a lot of times they have, my, my clients, a lot of times they already kind of have their aesthetic down. Um, so they they have a look and feel, they have their logo, They they already know where they, they want, how they want things to look. Um, so a lot of the time, what I'm advising them on uh, creatively is really about um, user experience. It's about how people navigate the site um, because you can have the prettiest site in the world. And if it's hard to navigate or it's hard to understand where you're supposed to go for, you know, from a marketing standpoint, where do you want people to read and where do you want them to click and go next? I think that's much more important than the creative stuff. So a lot of times what I'm talking to them about is not, uh, you know, how the logo should look or how the what the background color should be. It's more about how they experience the website. But are there also maybe a little bit of um, some difficult situations where they say, I just <laughs> love pink and I want my... Uh, calls to action to be pink. Yes. How do you navigate this? Uh, yeah, that is a tough one. Um, you know, everybody has their own <laughs> idea of what's pretty um, and what looks great and what's what people want to see. And a lot of times clients, they just go by what they like. And that's good. You know, that's great. You should have an identity. But a lot of times they're not thinking about, like you said, like, I just want the buttons to be pink. And sometimes it's hard because you're like, but that doesn't really aesthetically, it doesn't work with what you've already got on your site. It doesn't work with your identity. And it kind of looks a little 1998. And that's a hard conversation to have. It's a lot of times you're playing the diplomat. Um, you're trying to explain things gently. So you're not, you know, uh, stepping on toes or hurting feelings. Um, you know, sometimes some of, some of my clients are getting a lot of advice from spouses or best friends. Yes. And, and that's great. Um, but sometimes they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's collaborative. It's, and it, it works <laughs> great unless they're wrong. And then, and then we get into trouble. Do you perhaps uh, try, I don't know, some sorts of experiments like gather user feedback or just watch how the heat maps go or how the traffic flows to prove your points? Did you have to go that far? Uh, no, I haven't so far. I've I've referred people to different articles about that kind of stuff and shown, you know, so they can read themselves and, and try to understand it better. There's a, there's a lot of people in marketing, especially for websites and user experience that that are say it a lot better than I do. Um, and then that comes with a little bit more authority <laughs> than just me just talking to them all the time. Yeah, but the, the nice part about it is that we can test a, a pink button versus a red button and we can we can decide on what yeah. works best. Yeah, for sure. DJ, I really liked what you said about open source and WordPress in general. 
And um, I have to admit it that I did a little bit of research um, on your websites because there are tons of them and they have a lot of juicy content. And at a certain point, I read that um, you said on your blog that you considered joining automatic and then yet your route was totally different. Would you mind sharing your experience with us? Um, sure. Well, to give a little bit of background, um, my main source of income right now is my screen printing business. I do uh, custom t-shirts uh, for people screen printing. So, um, but uh, over the past couple of years, I'm trying to kind of migrate into more programming and web development and obviously, you know, working with WordPress clients. So I'm trying to kind of shift over. Um, for Bob, that's probably, you know, shift number 16 that he knows about. Yeah, so one of the first things I did was um, I, I was thinking that to make this shift, I, I should probably get something that's full-time that I can kind of really ramp up quickly and, and make uh, an, a decent income. And uh, so I went to Automatic. I, I, and I went to Automatic and I just I saw a link somewhere for a job posting um, randomly for a happiness engineer. I didn't really know what that was, but the more I looked into Automatic, the more I was like, wow, like this is a great company, like their, their whole philosophy, um, everything. I just, I really kind of fell in love with it. And so on a whim, I was like, okay, I'm going to apply for this. I'm going to apply for happiness engineer. Why not? And, uh, if anybody has ever applied for happiness engineer, you know, that there are many, many steps and it can take weeks to, to get through the interview process and the testing process and all that stuff. And I, I did that. I went all the way kind of, I guess, well, obviously to the end because they didn't hire me, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was interesting thing to go through. And it's funny because after I went through that, I mean, obviously I was disappointed, you know, you apply for something and you don't get it. You know, there's a little disappointment, but mostly what I learned was that I didn't actually want a full-time job. Mm. Um, I've been self-employed for, uh, well, since 2007. So I, I'm not going to do the math right now, but um it's since forever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I wasn't really, you know, looking to, I, I don't really know my thought process there, why I wanted to do something full-time rather than be independent. But I realized after that experience that I'm really happy being an independent and that's working well for me. That sounds awesome. It sounds like it has a happy, um, not ending, but it continued happily from there, even if you weren't in charge of happiness, right? Was it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because I'm kind of doing it anyway. That's that's what I'm doing with my clients. And so I'm just doing it on my own instead of, you know, for automatic. So you're your own happiness engineer. Exactly. How is that? <laughs> so I want to kind of twist around back to a little bit of your WooCommerce work and something you had shared with me earlier really had me thinking how many people are in this place and how many people have jumped on to WooCommerce or used WooCommerce or started building sites with WooCommerce for this exact reason. And it's like you suddenly have to learn it quick. You know, some situation comes up and it's, yeah, maybe it's sometimes easy. Okay, I'll pass this on. I'll find somebody else that knows this, but there's other instances. So you had a, that was kind of how one of the things you said was, hey, you know, I was, not, I don't want to say force, but you were in a position where you had to suddenly start absorbing this information really quick and understanding how things ticked. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I started doing it on my own site. I started selling um, products, um, t-shirts and uh, eBooks and stuff like that on my own site. And it's funny when you work on your own site, it's a lot more forgiving. You can mess stuff up and nobody's going to yell at you because it's just you. Sometimes that's good. And sometimes that can kind of hinder your progress because you're like, okay, fine. I, I'm just not going to mess with that. And you let it go. But when you're working with a client, you can't say that um, because they're expecting a result and uh, they want help. So you kind of have to muddle through and stick with it. And um, I mean, there's there's a great community in, in WooCommerce. There's a great knowledge base. Um, and, you know, Google knows everything. So that is is really my go-to is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it is going to Google and searching something. Somebody has an answer somewhere. And um, it's, it's interesting how many times that happens, even when you think you know something in WooCommerce, like, well, I know how that works. I, I got that. And then you go, wait, that's not the way it's supposed to work. And then you got to go do some hunting and searching. Yeah. So do you want to just share a little bit specifically around, I know there was one instance you shared with me or how you were um, kind of having to suddenly learn the structure of Woo as oh, far as oh, a right. theme goes. And I was thinking that's, you know, yeah, it's like something throws you sideways and you got to say, hmm, I got to yeah. start really diving into this. Yeah, totally. Um, I was working on um, a site for someone and she already had her WooCommerce shop set up and everything. Um, she just wanted some changes to the look and feel of the front page and her shop. And when I got into the site, um, the little notification kept popping up that WooCommerce was uh, needed to be updated, but it couldn't be updated um, because of the theme. It was an older theme. The theme was just a very bare bones. It was created to be more of a blog, but with WooCommerce. But the theme wasn't being updated. I contacted the author of the theme who's still active in making other themes and they're great themes. And the theme is a good theme, but he said, you know, he, unless there was a specific bug or there was some kind of problem with the theme itself that he didn't plan to add any, any new features or update it. But uh, the WooCommerce thing was an issue and I knew that I had to fix that for her going forward. So it was a lot of diving into the theme and learning about how the structure of uh, WordPress templates, template files, and how that integra integrated with WooCommerce and how the theme author actually created uh, his own Word, uh, WooCommerce templates and learning how to update WooCommerce for that theme specifically from the back end instead of you know just clicking the up, little update plugin thing because that wasn't doing it. So it was really, it was a deep dive into um, how those files work. And so I ended up creating a child theme from his theme. And so WooCommerce can continue to be updated without you know, having to update the actual original theme. It was a little daunting and it worked <laughs> out, um, but yeah, it was a, um, a lot of Googling. DJ, you mentioned some resources and some communities that you're part of um, when it comes to WooCommerce. Would you like to share a few of those with us? Um, sure. I mean, there's always the communities, you know, the community within uh, WordPress, so WordPress.org um, support. And then there is, uh, you know, there's, you know, WooCommerce communities, you know, any, a lot of times these days, any kind of software, or, you know, web application is going to have their own little community. Um, there's also meetup groups 
Um, I belong to a couple of meetup groups that are WordPress specific. And uh, that is that has been really great because everybody's at a different level in those communities. And it's interesting how how much people share with each other without, you know, uh, posing or, you know, trying to charge. And, you know, um, it's there's just a lot of sharing going on as far as knowledge. And people are very happy to help people who don't know and kind of give them a leg up. So that's that's great to see. So I know that you do WordPress for non-techies. Mm-hmm. Do you also plan to or are already doing WooCommerce for non-techies? I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. I found a little secret. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard. You know, I'm still getting to know WooCommerce, even though I've been working with it for a long time. I haven't had a lot of opportunity to get into um, really customizing it. And I'd like to do that. So I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning PHP, learning JavaScript, um, learning a lot more of the backend stuff um, and, you know, MySQL databases and that kind of thing. So there's a lot to learn and it's it's taking a while, but it's it's interesting. What would you say that is the most impactful thing about a WooCommerce or even a WordPress um, design or, you know, experience on the website? What matters most to you? Well, you know, like I said, um, the ease of use, you know, somebody coming in, you know, you put up a shop on on WooCommerce or on your WordPress site and, you know, your main goal is to have people buy stuff. And so getting them to that shop and having it easy to navigate, easy, easy to see what the products are, that's first and foremost. You know, sometimes the prettiness comes out of the usability, out of how easy it is to navigate. There's a there's a, a site called tinywoodstove.com. Yes. And that's all they do is they sell wood stoves. And it's a WooCommerce site. And it's beautiful. I mean, the, the shop itself is just gorgeous. It looks great. The images are great. They've got video in there. It's If you're a shopper and you're looking for a wood stove, I mean... It's got everything right there. It's like if you were on Amazon or, you know, you go to the Home Depot website and you're looking for stuff, you know, it's it's got everything. It's great. I loved it that also their entire team um, owns or lives in a tiny home. Or, yeah. 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 They, they have a community built around the, the, the idea of living in the tiny way. Yeah. And I think that that's beautiful. We also had an interview um, for WooCommerce Live with the founder of Tandy Woodstock. Oh, and he cool. was giving us the interview from the inside of his production like factory. So he was around wow. tiny, <laughs> tiny wood stoves. And he was like doing it for real. Like he was in the middle of the action. And that was a, a very beautiful use case and also a beautiful website. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love the site. And I'm also kind of like geeking out over the RVs and, um, you know, making plans for the future. I, th- I think that no no matter what people are selling, if they truly believe in what they're selling or producing or building, that's even more powerful than anything. And this is an example of that in action. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to touch back on the something you mentioned in the uh, beginning when you said that you were teaching your clients CSS and how to use that in the customizer. For those, and I, I know having talked to a lot of developers, having deal with them, sometimes they are reluctant to do things like this because they're thinking, oh, you know, what are they going to do? What, you know, am I letting the 
crazy person loose in the basement or something and closing the door. What has brought you the confidence to do that? And what, you know, what has been the result? How are you making this work? And that, that whole process of getting people to really understand what it is and know their limitations, but also giving them enough room to move. Yeah, it's actually kind of amazing. Ever since WordPress came out with the customizer and you could do the additional CSS in there, um, it's it's been really cool. Um, and I think that's been the biggest help in, in me feeling more confident in trying to get clients to kind of mess around in there. You know, if, if you've ever done it, you know, and you apply CSS in there in the customizer window, it just updates and you see the result of what you did. And I, that's huge because if you're working inside a style.css file in a folder somewhere, you have to go back to the site, reload, update, and then, okay, go back. And it's, it's takes longer to figure out what you did wrong. And so one of the things I like to do is I'll, I'll put the CSS in there. And uh, for example, I just did this on a site where there's, there's a lot of CSS. I can't remember how many lines it is, but it's a lot. But I put a lot of comments in there as well. Comments are, are great and they kind of help people learn. And so if you just do something like if you have some div class and you, you put in you know, a margin, for example, 15 pixels or whatever, I just kind of tell them like, you know, make that 10 pixels and see what happens. And so they're not really breaking anything. They're, the site doesn't go down. It's just, you're just nudging something over one way or the other. And then they kind of see, oh, okay, I kind of get it now. And they kind of get a better sense of what things they can mess with and what things they can't. And then also knowing that none of it changes the site until you click publish. So they can mess around with that stuff all day long. And until they publish it, it the site's fine. No, the, their visitors aren't going to suddenly go, wait, what happened? You know, while they're in the middle of doing that. So I, I feel like that should give people the confidence to just play around and see what they can do. Yeah, it's, it's, that's excellent because it's the preview being able to see and like Anna said, I think she mentioned earlier, you know, you put it in this color and say, oh, maybe pink isn't the best color, <laughs> even though I love it, you know, and I wear all my clothes are pink, you know, maybe my website doesn't necessarily be pink now that I see it. And I, I like how you you're putting some in and it's almost like here's a little playground area, you know, you can change or you could, here's where you change a color. If you want to change it, you know, put in, see what it looks like. And in your mind, it might be your dream color, but in reality, it's a nightmare on the web or something. So, yeah. so um, yeah, I, I like that perspective. And I think it gives, well, one thing is it gives your clients a lot more. You're, they feel like you're empowering them. And I think it opens up that space for developers and builders to say, hey, you know, I can, I can let them play around a little bit with this and, and work this without me having to worry about something's going to go sideways. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's also something I'm really passionate about because um, I I want people to be empowered to uh, learn to code a little bit more. I think the 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 more we get into WYSIWYG website design, the farther we get from people feeling comfortable with actual the actual code itself. And it's funny because my wife kind of lamented some of the changes when Gutenberg came out with WordPress because she really liked, she had learned HTML and she liked doing some of that code. And then that, those things weren't as available anymore to her. And she's like, what is all this, these blocks? I don't, I don't get them. <laughs> so it's interesting because people are kind of, 
they're afraid of code. They're afraid to, they're just going to break something. They're going to blow up the internet and, you know, the world's going to erupt in flames. But um, I think people need to kind of get back into that. And that's one of the reasons I like that uh, little additional CSS thing in the customizer, because it gets people back into um, knowing code, which I think can be really important. But DJ, what is it that you see yourself doing more of in the future? Is it um, execution or is it teaching people how to execute, how to design, how to implement, how to build? Or maybe is it something else? Uh, it's the combination of both. You know, I, I like doing. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing that stuff myself, but I also like empowering people to do it. So it's it's a little bit of both. It's beautiful. What is your, I, I, I like to every once in a while pull this from the hat for, I guess, working with WooCommerce as much as you have, is there anything you still feel, okay, I, I just can't wait till WooCommerce can, you know, do this or improve on this or make this a little bit easier? Or is there, you know, anything that comes to mind that still, because, you know, this stuff is evolving all the time and, and people will have, you know, their own opinions, but I think it's good. It's always good to hear what is that little nagging thing sometimes that every time you get there, you go, Oh, you know, heavy sigh. Um, in a word shipping. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing that has always frustrated me um, in setting up WooCommerce uh, stores is, is the shipping aspect, trying to get that right. When you sell CDs and then you sell a sticker and then um, you put them both into the same package because somebody buys a CD and a sticker, it changes the cost of shipping. And trying to figure all that out um, is can be really complicated. And uh, that's one thing that's frustrating to me. And a lot of it is really kind of the po U.S. post office. <laughs> <laughs> It's not necessarily WooCommerce, but it is kind of a sticking point that I, I would love to see that be easier yeah. to set up and understand. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, the post office is a frustration for a lot of a lot of us, even for us that don't have WooCommerce sites or ship. But, but yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I, I'm, I'm going to kind of round it up and maybe um, Anna might have something else to add on to the end. But... You know, you've been dabbling in, you dabble in a lot of stuff and you're obviously, you know, as a just normal DJ out there, not building sites, buying online. Is there anything you really look forward to in this whole space? You know, it's kind of the e-commerce, the online buying space that you see on the cusp. Is there anything you're looking forward to moving ahead with? And you've already touched on that a bit because you want people to get involved with more with code. Anything that really is you're really anticipating or looking forward to? Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great to figure out a way, um, you know, like Amazon makes it easy to sell products that you have, like, and I don't know exactly how it works, but, um, you know, some people make a living selling products through Amazon. Um, they're in a warehouse somewhere and they don't have inventories in their bedrooms. And that's kind of easy to set up through Amazon um, from what I understand and from what I've read. I, that's an interesting idea. And, you know, working with our screen printing clients in that business, we get a lot of apparel brands who try to figure that very thing out. Like, okay, so I have t-shirts made, but I don't have space in my tiny apartment to carry 
you know, a ton of inventory. So if somebody else could do that and I could just set it up, so this goes here and that goes there and it just gets sent out, it would be really cool to have some kind of feature through WordPress or WooCommerce that allows that to happen, that you can set up more of a distribution uh, uh, feature, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I, I have one, one more question for you, DJ. I promise it won't be complicated. <laughs> okay, good. I I really love reading your uh, websites and blog posts, and I I understand that you're a very avid um, writer, and I was wondering how useful was that in your work with WordPress and WooCommerce. I think it's mostly useful in in working with clients, to be honest, and in, in trying to teach people because I think. Um, being able to communicate well is one of the most important skills in in anything anybody does. If if you can communicate well, you can help people and you can figure out how to do something a little bit better. That's probably the the biggest help it's been to me. And besides I I just I have to write. I don't have the option. I <laughs> for my my own personality, for my mental stability, I have to write. So Then it also sounds like you could build a website from end to end because you can also design and build and write and yeah, you can put sure. it together easily. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Where is it that people can learn more about your work? Um, well, the kind of the hub for everything is um, it's it's just dj.com. So that's usually my handle in most places is it's just DJ. Nice. Yeah, I, I update that site frequently. It's kind of the hub and it points to all the different things that I do. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, very cool. And you should go there and check it out because um, DJ does do a lot of things and has his fingers in a lot of stuff. And yeah, and hey, even screen printing, you know, that's his, his, um, his other business. And uh, he does have a, a link to um, his, what he does with WordPress and the services there he offers there as well. Um, uh, this has been an excellent show. And I'd just like to thank our pods friends one last time before we head out. OS training, whether it's for yourself or your clients, understanding the Woo shop and, you know, WordPress, all that stuff. Great training over there, especially, you know, I, I look at how DJ is empowering his clients through CSS. And that's just one idea of this, you know, it's it, whether you're handling training yourself or if you need somebody, you know, OSTraining.com and Yoast. Yeah, they'll they'll cover the cost of a project you're working on in WordPress. I mean, I can't guarantee they're going to cover everybody's, but they're looking for some cool stuff to do out there. They're a supporter of us, obviously. They're supporting this project that I do in this community. So Yoast, yeah, check them out. Just go to do the woo.io forward slash Yoast Diversity and you can check that out directly. Well, again, thank you, DJ. This has been a lot of fun catching up with you. How time flies, you know, seems like we've known each other forever. And yeah, in internet years, it has been forever. So appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you. I really loved being here and catching up with you again and talking with Anna. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it. It was nice meeting yeah. you. Very cool. And Anna, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to having you on, um, you know, once a month. Yep. And yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. And I appreciate you taking the dive into the team here because, um, yeah, this is uh, you bring another great perspective. Everyone. Keep on top of Do The Woo at dothewoo.io slash subscribe. And you know what I always say, but you got to keep doing and that's keep doing the woo. 
Till next time. <laughs>